I almost expected to hear the it's Howard Simon and Jeremy White uh, on, on that bump there. Very much was, like a morning show of, song. It was yeah. one of Brayton's favorites to put the opens to. But this is Sports Talk Saturday. Obviously, this is the weekend because they wouldn't have me, Derek Kramer, at the mic for anything like important like a weekday. No, they want to have the, have the chaos and the fun times really happen on the weekends. That's what we're all about here. Derek Kramer, Zach Jones, we're hanging out with you for another couple hours. Thanks for kicking it with us, as always, here on WGR. Now, though, you know, they're... I don't know. Was there something that happened uh, yesterday? I mean, there was some plenty. There was plenty of good things there in the update. I must have missed one of them, though. I don't know what it was, but uh, you know, the Red Sox got embarrassed, twenty-eight to five. That was that's still preposterous to me. Uh, Bill's training camp starts tomorrow. You got Nate and Joe for a sports talk Sunday, which it's always fun to throw one of those out there. But now on the West Her Hotline, it is. The man of noted hockey, the maintenance day podcast with Lance Lysowski. It is the noted jerk, Joe Yurden. Joe, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Derek. Uh, nice to be talking to you again. It's, uh, I don't know. I-, I thought I heard it in the update. I-, I guess there was some kind of big trade in the NHL last night. I, I don't. I don't. I- Maybe details seem fuzzy to me. Details are a little fuzzy. Something about uh, one of the Sabres Atlantic Division foes. I don't know. Something like that. But, yes, uh, obviously the uh, Matthew Kachuk trade sending some big waves. And, Joe, let's just start with the big news there, obviously. We'll get to more Sabres and everything else of the sorts. But, Joe, what were your initial thoughts on uh, the cost of the trade, the extension that was signed for, for Kachuk and Panthers, and your overall thoughts on that deal? The, uh, the the biggest takeaway for me when I when I saw the deal uh, was that I was very surprised that it was Huberto going going to Calgary uh, the other way. Now, I obviously if you're acquiring somebody like Matthew Kachuk, big pieces have to be involved. Uh, I just don't think we we've seen a big you know hockey trade, you know capital H capital T hockey trade like this in a while where it involves you know two guys that have, that scored over 100 points last season, two guys that were you know, in the MVP talk and, you know, and a, you know, very good defenseman and, you know, first round pick and all, and all this stuff. And I don't know, man, it's, it, it's been a while since we had a great trade like that in the NHL where it's like juicy and there's, there's some heft to it and there's some big, you know, uh, consequences out of it because, you know, the, the Panthers were a, were a president's trophy winning team last year. And obviously they want to get back and, you know, they, they wanted to improve and, Boy, boy, this is a heck of a way to change to change up the the uh, the makeup of of how your team's going to play by by acquiring Matthew Kachuk and and sending a, a guy who was an MVP level scorer last year, you know, out of town. Like that's crazy. Yeah, not to mention it's another thing that we went over this a lot in in the beginning of the show too. That you sent a guy you'd mentioned an MVP candidate, a guy that was over a hundred points going back the other way in Jonathan Huberdeau, and. With him and Uyghur and a prospect in a first-round pick going the other way, it of course you want to look at it and relate to it to the Sabres because a lot of people were talking about it during the week. Zach was one of the biggest champions of let's go get him. Uh, and, of course, with the price being this high, I don't know if I'm saying that um, good for Calgary or, um, or if the Florida Panthers paid too much, but I'm also kind of happy that the Sabres didn't end up paying that much either. Yeah, and I know the perspective in Buffalo is like, geez, it'd be nice to be involved in trade like that. But the Sabres aren't 
they're not at that point yet with with what they're doing. You know, this is they're not in a spot where if they go out and acquire a Matthew Kachuk, that they're you know they immediately become a Stanley Cup contender. Like that's not a move you that's not a move you make if you're if you're thinking, okay, this will get us into the playoffs. Like, okay, maybe. Like you know, Matthew, you throw Matthew Kachuk in with the with the current Sabres lineup, and you know, you know, never mind who you'd be sending away in a trade like that. But you know, just on paper, you add him to that lineup, and you're thinking like, wow, that's that's really good. You know, they did. You know, that's it's a really dynamic lineup. That's fun. But uh, you know, the futures and the current players you'd be giving up. I don't know. That that's not a spot where the Sabers are, are in a comfortable position yet. Uh, I know everybody's high on on the prospect pool right now, which they should be. Uh, you know, the, this past draft certainly was was an excellent one, I think, for Buffalo. But um, but the Sabers, they're not in that discussion yet. Like that's. That you know, we've seen the moves that that Kevin Adams made this summer, and you know he addressed goaltending, but you know there's some questions there still. You know he adds a defenseman, which is good. Uh, you know they you know they haven't really messed with the prospect pool at all, and you know they basically brought most of the team back from last season. So you know, I, expectations have to be tempered. They should be still they should still do pretty well, but you know getting involved in a trade like this that, that's that's not the point this team's in yet. It, now, if Tim Murray was still the GM, then maybe they're in that discussion. Maybe, maybe that's something that happens then. But, uh, but they're not. At, but like that's not the level that the Sabers are at right now. The second time this week, I got to say this to you, Joe. Why you got to say words like that? <laughs> <laughs> Man, Listen, at least this one's not. Well, I guess this is this is less fun than than jerseys. But you know, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you know, it's only that in this situation we would have seen like Paterka Quinn two first going the other way, you know. But yeah, you know, no yeah, worries. Yeah, like, but that's but that's the thing. Well, think about it though. It'd be like Paterka Quinn, and then I don't know who who from you know who of the established NHL players on the main roster is is the guy going the other way. And if you're you know if you're Florida, or excuse me, if you're Calgary, how are you not asking for Alex Tuck? How are you not asking for um, probably Tage. Yeah, honestly, yeah. T- I mean, honestly, Tage. Tage is probably the guy you ask for. Um, you know, probably both. Heck, why not? Why not both of those guys? Kachuk was a top five, you know, top ten player in the league last year. So, so yeah. So I mean, consider that cost. And yeah, Sabers. Sabers. They were very right to not be involved in that. Joe Yurden on the uh, Western Hotline here with us on Sports Talk Saturday. Joe. Of course, with that trade, it was in division, and it's just going to be the tale of how this offseason has gone. The Sabres have had themselves a nice little offseason, a nice little free agency, and then you see the arms race that has been the Atlantic. You've seen, of course, what happened last night with the Panthers. You see the Red Wings stocking up. The Ottawa Senators have been making nice moves, and when Pierre Dorian fools a GM, you're kind of upset. Uh, However... How does the Sabres offseason look to you? Because you did make mention already that we do have to temper some expectations. And how is this offseason looking for you for what looks like is going according to plan? Well, I think that's the, that's the key thing to, to think about here is that this is going according to, to, to what they want to do, like how they want to do things. Um, it, would have been, it would have been very easy to, to kind of fall in love with what you did last year, uh, you know, the last couple months of the season and say, hey, Okay, this is the step. We've taken the step. Let's let's address this and like let's let's make some bold moves this off season and, and really get at it. You know, like you know, if we're a big goalie away from becoming you know uh, not just a playoff team but like a you know a strong contender, then hey, let's go do that. 
you know that that's you know that that's that that's pushing that that's pushing things a little much, especially because you know you know the competition you're gonna ha- you're gonna ask you know Quinn and Paterka to be in to get into the lineup, which I know everybody's kind of sc- will scoff at that, but you know that's why that's why you bring back Henestrosa. That's why you, you 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 basically bring everybody else back. This is what they want. They want to do it the right way. You know they've tried to do it the other ways in the past. You know that you know they tanked out. Okay, that you know that sort of addressed things. Uh, you know they, Murray tries to step up, step on the gas for the rebuild. You know trade for O'Reilly, trade for trade for Kane and Bogosian, trade for Leonard, and say you know listen, I don't want to wait. I'm, we're going to push it. Um, that didn't work. So you know Jason Bottrell was you know kind of caught in between there, trying to clean up what Murray was trying to do and what he wanted to do. So that you know that was that's that's a true rock and a hard place kind of thing. But uh, but but now they're doing it the slow. This, it's not the easy way because it's been, it's been very tough for Kevin Adams, but like the slow methodical way of, of trying to get back to it. And, you know, you know, when you, when you think about the Sabres off season, keep that in mind because, you know, I, I know everybody's sick of not making the playoffs. It's been 11 years. I, I get it. <laughs> I understand. But um, given everything that's happened over that, those 11 years, you can't, you can't over, you can't just, you can't just be that bold right away and say, you know, forget it. We're, we're just going to do this. Um, they, you know, they've done that before. They can't do it. They can't get caught doing that again because if they're wrong, everybody's losing their job again. And then you're starting back from, from square one. So, you know, I, I know it's upsetting to see Detroit and, and Ottawa take these kinds of steps to see, you know, Florida make a big change that, you know, maybe improves them, maybe gets them deeper in the playoffs. You know, Tampa's still great. You know, they lose in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, you're hoping Boston is weak now, but uh, who knows? Toronto's still great. So, you know, it, it looks tough. It looks hard. You know, Montreal gets, you know, Slavkowski in the draft. So, I, I know, it looks hard. It's, it's the toughest division, the toughest division in hockey right now, as far as I'm concerned. I know the Metropolitan's up there, but it, it's hard. But you got to do it the right way. You know, like it, considering that kind of competition, trying to get into that kind of arms race, man, you're going to be in trouble. Joe Yurden uh, on the Western Hotline. Joe, the Sabres, though, with some of these moves in particular, it looks like there were a lot of them that were very favorable. I mean, there was a lot of love for the Eric Comrie signing, Ilya Labushkin, Victor Olsen, a nice little two-year deal, so it doesn't really necessarily mess up the uh, the transition period for this team going forward after a couple of years. How do you think uh, all these signings really looked for this team at – in the individual basis, Comrie, Labushkin, the re-signing of Olofsson. Uh I, I like the the Olofsson re-signing. I think yeah, I think that it's just a very sensible deal. You know, two years, nine million, four and a half, four and a half million a year. I get it. Um, when it comes down to it, it might end up being a, a kind of a bargain because I think of you know I think of, think of the troubles he had last year with the wrist injury and how quiet his goal scoring was for I, I don't know it was a month, two months maybe pretty good chunk of the season right in the mid- middle of the season he could have been very easily a 30 goal guy last year you know in my opinion like that his we know how good his shot is you know what kind of player he is he improved through having those struggles he improved a little bit at five on five and helping you know helping develop the rest of his offensive game so uh I, it's a sensible deal i get why they didn't go long term because again you do have a lot of guys on the way up so uh you know i I know Victor loves it in Buffalo, and I know that's a big, it's a big key for Kevin Adams. You know, you got to want to be here. Uh, Victor certainly wants to be here, so I hope that I hope that that's a stage for him to be able to stay for a long term. For long term, so you know that would be great to see. 
Uh, Comrie, I, given how bad the goaltending market was in free agency and how wrought with potential landmines it was, uh, I, I think it was I think it was a, it was a smart move to make because he's a guy that needs a chance. You know, he proved last year in the, you know, 20 games. I mean, it's not really proved, but he had a great 20 games in Winnipeg last season. And he's never really had a chance to, to be the starter. Every place he's gone, I mean, he's bounced around on waivers a bunch. You know, he, get, he gets caught behind Connor Hellebuck in, in Winnipeg. You're not going to get a lot of starts there anyhow. So uh, so I, I like this move. Hopefully he can build off of what he did last year and really seize the day because he could he could end up turning out to be a pretty good goalie. Um, and Ilya Labushkin, listen, it He's the factor with him, uh, physical defenseman. You don't really have to worry about his offensive game. He's just got to settle in and, and hammer guys physically, play a strong defensive game, and that, honestly, that's all you needed on the back on the back end there. You know, if you need him to you know to play with power, or if you're gonna you know shift things around with with Samuelson and, and Darlene and you know kind of play with the pairings that way. He, he's a, he's an ideal guy to mix in there with with Yoki Haru, who's you know he's not a physical defenseman. He's pretty pretty good in his defensive end, but but Labushkin, his whole thing is defending. So I, I think that was a really smart signing. Joe, finally, the last thing uh, I want to start doing here is uh, bounce a little bit more back around the league. And there's some highlights from free agency that we really um, have to look at here. Obviously, the trade from last night happened. It happened, and that's part of the craziness of it. But there's a couple of them that I need to get over and uh, and get some of your thoughts on. In particular, Vegas fighting with the cap more than Eichel missing the playoffs. Yeah, you know, that trade with Carolina is fascinating. They basically handed them Max Pacioretty and, and Dylan Coughlin, and, or Dylan Coughlin, and I'm just like, I mean, listen, it, they know what they were getting themselves into. You know, the the ownership there is very tough. They're very tough and they're very demanding. And they, they you know, maybe getting to the Stanley Cup final in their first season was maybe the worst thing that could have happened for them because they didn't get that natural uh, expansion team, you know, rough years to kind of grow and, and figure it out. Uh, they, they set the standard very high from the get-go. So um, that – that to me is 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 really tough. I know nobody here has any sympathy for Vegas. I understand, but uh, but that's a but that's a that's a wild thing. That's a wild move to make. Just just handing out guys like that, where you know Pacioretty was a you know was a top six player for him. Coughlin, you know Coughlin's a a guy who's on the way up, a young guy. So I you know listen, I you know they they're doing things in a different way than I think a lot of teams have you know in, in a long time. So. Uh, but they're ca- they're banking on Eichel to to come back and be a force. They're banking on Stone to come back and and be great again uh, after his injury. Uh, and they're they're banking on Robin Leonard to be healthy to be ready to go. If not, then it could be a long year for Vegas. It's it's fascinating to watch how they operate though. It's it's like it's like watching a you know a team in another sport. You know, pick NBA and you know MLB, NFL, whatever you want that has high high expectations and a lot of money to throw around. They haven't quite figured it out yet, so that, it's it's that's a fascinating team. It's almost as if Joe that them making that magical run in their initial season in their expansion year was almost the worst thing that could have happened to them because now ownership being so close right away, it's almost as if they constantly want to keep grasping at the straws and going for it constantly when there's other ways to be building your hockey team. Yeah, and I mean they've sacrificed a lot of a lot of their futures to, to, to make some of these moves, which again is really interesting. is a really interesting way to go about things because uh, 
you know, you're supposed to be building up your own pipeline through through those drafts. I mean, that's I mean, that's the normal way. I mean, if you if you do that and you luck your way into the playoffs and luck your way through getting that deep, that's cool. You know, I know they had a lot. They had a big hand from other NHL GMs making bad moves, handing them really great players right up front and saying like, "Well, you guys can take them. You got a lot of cap space, so go crazy." Um, so, I, so I mean that that that's one thing, but. But geez, uh, the the competition for the entertainment dollar in Vegas is a real is a real thing. It's a very real thing, and and the the Golden Knights know that they have to stay involved with that because if they end up having a very bad team here in the near future, it's tough to sell tickets to go see that. I mean, it's a cool spectacle, you know, ice in the desert, the whole thing. But um, but we've seen that with Arizona. I mean, it's a, that's a whole different thing in Arizona. But you know, <laughs> you know, if the winds don't come, the fans don't come either. You know, we kind of know that here too. Hey man, I I I don't need to take any extra pot shots at the Arizona State University Coyotes, but uh, you know uh, sometimes it's invited and uh, like it's just the perfect one timer. You just laid that pass up for me. I need to see them going to college. I'm so excited to see how that how terrible that looks. Um, that's that's gonna be that, that's, I, I want to follow. I want to if I could go to Arizona for the year to cover them just at games at Tempe. Uh, I, I would love to see how that works out. It's, and that's that's going to be unbe- unbelievable to see. For unbelievable in a lot of ways, the logistics alone are going to be fascinating to look at throughout the years and seeing how they do this, how they adjust to it. They're going to be starting off with an Islanders esque road trip for the season. Um, it's it's wild to think that a professional hockey team is going to be playing at college. And the price points for these Coyotes games are much more expensive than college students are going to have money for. So I don't even know how well they'll sell those games out. It's yeah. all fascinating to me. Um, yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> uh, the college the college student is not their is not their intended uh, target target audience. Even though they are playing right you know right on the, the Arizona State campus, that is they're they're asking some of the folks who didn't want to drive to Glendale to drive a little bit shorter distance to Tempe to go see them. And you know it's a more intimate venue. Certainly, um, and the tickets are more expensive, obviously. But I, I don't know if if listen if it turns out to be more money for the Coyotes this way, which there's a very good possibility it would be. Uh, then I think I don't think people are going to really care. That's it's going to be so strange to see. I'm I'm fascinated by the whole thing. But uh, the other team I want to take some pot shots at is um, I wrote <laughs> I wrote down on my notes who goofed up free agency the worst and why was it the Flyers. Man, that, it's never boring with the Flyers, right? Jeez, <laughs> um, I, I tell you, like, I, it, one of our podcasts on, on the, one of the Maintenance Day podcasts, we, Lance, Lance and I were discussing which of the open, this is when you know there was like six, seven NHL coaching jobs open, which one seemed the least fun to do? And I, the, the one I ran to was Philly. They said, Philly's a mess. You know they got they got a lot of problems on the fence. You know the, you know a lot of players seem to be really grumpy with you know with everybody at the end of the season, especially you know media. You know, you know we're easy targets. Let's face it. But um, you know Couturier got hurt. You know Carter Hart has been just you know thrown to the wolves. All kinds of issues there. And then you know the, and John Tortorella says, you know what? That's that's the challenge I'm looking for. Okay. All right, neat. And then they made all these other these other bizarre moves in free agency, and I'm just like, oh, okay. I I guess that's what we're doing. You know, I I love I love Nick Delorier, love him. Four years is a wild contract for him. Like that is that is absolute bonkers. You know, they bring back Justin Braun, who they you know they had traded uh, they had traded to the Rangers just you know just this past season, 
they bring him back on a deal, which was like, I mean, I okay. I mean, he, he played pretty well in Philly, I, I guess, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a, it is just a, a fascinating makeup of a team. And, you know, listen, our old pal Risto there, you know, I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to say that we were all right, that that was going to turn out the way it did, but nah, man, I'm taking the victory lap. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, take the easy win when you got it, you know, <laughs> got to take your dubs when they're there. Uh, but the other thing is like, you got such a defensively stout coach in John Tortorella, and then you have one of the worst defensive defensemen when it comes to Ristolainen, like in his own zone, he's a mess. And then you went ahead and go and grab another one in Tony D'Angelo and give him an extension. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, we, if, you know, if folks out there don't know about D'Angelo, have fun looking him up on the internet because that's, you know, there's a lot. Um, his offensive game is tremendous. He's, he's an absolutely fantastic, you know, scorer, point scorer, power play guy, super. But the last couple of times I've seen him play in the playoffs, man, oh, man, I've never seen a guy get his doors blown off so much. It's it's wild. Now, I mean, if he could ever fix that, you know, the defensive side of his game, he'd be pretty solid. I mean, that'd be a pretty solid pickup. But it's, you know, it's, you know, it's the it's the poor defensive play. It's everything on the side, you know, outside off the rink that, you know, is it makes it makes him a lightning rod. Um, and the fact that, you know, I mean, Torts is going to be coaching him. So, you know, if there's any if there's if let's put it this way, if Tony D'Angelo tries to pull any of the stuff that he did with the Rangers, you know, you know, ripping on Georgiev, you know, talking crap to his teammates. He ain't going to last. I tell you that much. He ain't going to last very long under Torts. Or Torts is going to, Torts is going to have to really set his, set him straight because man, oh man, that, that has, that has a lot of potential to be, to have a lot of fireworks to it. Joe, I wish I had more time for you because I would love to be able to pick your brain on everything else here. But the good news is there is a place to hear you. Uh, So let them know. Yeah, no, the, the good folks can find us uh, on whatever your favorite podcast platform is. It's called Maintenance Day Podcast. Well, it's just Maintenance Day. You can shorten it up. It's fine. Uh, but it's myself, Lance Lasowski, every week talking Sabre stuff. Uh, I have a funny feeling we have a trade to talk about uh, for this week's episode. Uh, we'll, we'll be recapping some of the stuff that that, uh, that happened at development uh, development camp for the Sabres. Oh, my I know God, it we didn't did, even you know, go happen like a yeah, I know, right. <laughs> so, so, see, all the more reason to listen to Maintenance Day. Uh, every Monday, new episode. So, uh, so yeah, check us out. We're fun. You know what? Zach's going to look. I'm staring Zach right in the eyes here because you brought up Prospects Camp. I am going to pull a Geary. We are keeping you on longer here for this. You're, <laughs> <laughs> give me your quick hits on how everything looked with Prospect Camp and just how disgustingly different it is with when you see elite prospects like like a Jack Quinn or a Matias Samuelson. They they look like they just shouldn't be there. Oh, oh they, I mean they don't belong there. <laughs> Let's be real. They don't they don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all that's all part of what what Kevin Adams is trying to build with with you know with the team and with the with the franchise here. Uh, now I'm sure I'm I'm almost positive that having Owen Power there meant having him get into Eric Portillo's ear to say like, Hey man, you know, just you know, maybe sign. I don't know. Like, you know, maybe once you're done this year, just come back and meet, you know, meet me here and meet me here in April. Like, it'll be fun. We'll, we'll have a good time. Um, but like, but that's, you know, that we've seen that kind of happen before. I mean, I think Victor Olson went to like four or five development camps. You know, he, uh, he his last one was Darlene's rookie year and it was because they played together the year before in Sweden 
So, you know, I, you know, I get it. I understand. It's a good thing to kind of to, to set the tone, though. They didn't need to be there. They, didn't, they certainly didn't need to be participating. They played enough hockey. Uh, but to, to kind of to get some of these to get a lot of these new guys and remember the first dev camp they've had in years you know since uh, since mm-hmm. covid popped up first one since what, 2019 so uh, it's good to get you know these guys who have come up through that uh, give them a, an experience of doing this you know for some of these guys it might have been their, their one chance to do it uh, but also to be to be the you know the, 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 the go-to guys for for all these young guys coming through that that are new to this so no, I think it's a smart move. Certainly didn't need to see him play. Didn't need to have him do all that stuff, but uh, but still pretty cool. Joe, um, of course, give the good people what they need to know. If they're not already, if you're not already following Joe Yurden, you're the jerk. But uh, let the people know where to find your stuff. Oh, you can you can find uh, you can find my, some of my written work at Noted Hockey uh, Substack. Uh, you can find me on the internet. Certainly very easy on Twitter uh, at Joe Yurden J O E Y E R D O N and uh, on your favorite podcast platform with maintenance today. Yeah. Come find me. I'm there. Come find him. He's always good to talk to. Uh, hope the shoulders feeling better, but good buddy. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we're doing good, man. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, of course. It's always good to talk to you, man. That's Joe Yurden noted hockey maintenance.